Welcome to episode 17 of Brews with the Homies. This is your host, Brews with D-Bro. I'm here with my co-host, Brews with JB. So on this week's episode, we're going to stay true to what we said about last episode. We're staying light. Yes, sir. And we're going to throw a little twist into it today. We're actually going to go ahead and throw some a little bit of beer and a little bit of just talking back and forth. Yep, definitely. You know, have some fun with it. We wanted to get back... Because we've been drinking such heavy, high ABV beers, we're going to go a lot lighter this time. So we're going with a IPA from Monkish. It's freeform, freeform? 6.7%. <laughs> and then we're going second, uh, Uni. It's Green Cheek and Burial Cloud. It's coming in at 4%, and that's a light lager. And then just to round things off, and what we like to joke is our palate cleanser in between. Uh, we're going to do a 450 North. It's called Fishbowl Punch. So Fishbowl Punch. That's where we're going to go for beer-wise today. And then on other topics, we're going to do a little cool, like, build your own, like, all-star, like, best all-time for starting offense. Yeah, starting offense, you know, the, the at the skilled positions. Yes. We'll just say that, at the skilled position. And then we'll also hit on Tiger Woods coming back. Tiger? Say yeah. what? He saw Crazy. how much crap Bruce Kepka was talking. He was like, I, I want a piece. Yeah, he's like, you know what? I'm going to just walk in there, big dick it. If you've seen the memes, you definitely get it. Yo, oh, big dick tiger. <laughs> so it'll be a fun little conversation while we enjoy some beers. Yeah, most definitely. Well, let's go ahead and jump into this first one. Try the IPA from Monkish. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Nice little smell. Interesting. Yeah, it definitely gives a couple flavors right off the bat. It's made with citra, matueka hops, and... That gives it a really, really, really green taste. See, for me, I had it on tap when it was first released, and I thought that was green. I think it's getting better. It's not as bitter as it was before. I definitely want to know what that tasted like then, if you're saying that this is better. Yes. I wow. think it's a lot better because it gives more of a citrus, tangerine, kind of grapefruit, but it does, from what we're used to, Damn. has a little bit of that like bitter, I wouldn't say so much greenness now, but it has a little bit of the bitter hops yeah. to it. It comes from the citra, and yeah, I think it's solid though, the tangerine kind of grapefruit vibes for me, but for a low ABV single IPA, I think it definitely... Hits the mark. It's not, you know, going to be the best one for Monkish, but it's solid. Yeah, I don't know. It's a very interesting taste at the moment. But, I don't know. I'm going to let this one warm up and see what the taste is going to be like from there, you know? Kind of see what's moving on with how this tastes throughout this next conversation we're about to have. So, JB, on this list, we have an interesting ray of... Um, generational talent, we'll say. Yes. Um, so this is pick your offensive core for all time team. You got twelve bucks to pick from from each position. I saw this on ESPN, and Joe and I, I think we talked about this one before, but we can't remember if we did or not. 
Yeah, because I think we did it on like a test episode that we never posted, so we're going to go into it. We're going to go into it. So we're going to just kind of, I'm going to go from the quarterbacks. JB, you go running backs. I'll go wide receivers. You go tight ends. Okay, go. So at the quarterback position for five bucks is Tom Brady. Four bucks is Joe Montana. Three is Peyton Manning. Two is Elway. One is Aaron Rodgers. So let's go with your quarterback first. I'm going to go with, I think, Peyton Manning. Okay. At $3. I, I like that for $3. Well, I'll, I'm going to do you one better. Okay. I'm going to go with John Elway at two. at 2 Okay. So running backs is Joe Brown, Walter Payton, Barry Sanders, Emmitt Smith, and Adrian Peterson. Joe Brown is at $5.00. Working all the way down to one dollar, Adrian Peterson. No. Yep. Who? Do you want me to go first? Yeah, go first. So, so. keep I'm going. One dollar, AP. Really? You'll see why. Yeah, okay. You'll see why. I gotta make this work. So I'm up to three dollars right now. Yeah. Who are you going at running back? I would go Barry Sanders. Cause I think. I'm, so you're at six bucks right now. Yes. I, I like that. Um, I'm not even mad because I that was the third one I thought of. Yeah. Wide receivers. The $5 spot, Jerry Rice. Number four, Randy Moss. I don't know who this Hutchinson guy is. Yeah, Hudson. Don't, not exactly sure. Not sure, so I, I, took a, I took a free pass on him. Yeah. $2 is Larry Fitzgerald. And one is Larry Nugent. So, JB, lead this one off. I went with my pick of Randy Moss. I feel like with Payne Manning, that speed... So you're at $10 right now. Yeah, going high. Okay, I like that pickup. But I had to do you one better. Yeah, you went... I went Jerry Rice. Don't blame me. I went Jerry Rice for five bucks. You can't beat that guy in his prime. Mm-hmm. And I feel like his game now would translate so well to the modern day. So I, I just, you can't. Yeah, it's hard between that, Moss, like those two players. And the, the ability, like, like the thing is, is John Elway's a mobile quarterback like Joe Montana. And like, that kind of goes hand in hand. And, and it's nice. Yeah. Something to dream about, mm-hmm. right? So tight ends at $5 is. Antonio Gonzalez, $4, Rob Gronkowski, 3 Kellen Winslow, $2, Antonio Gates, and a dollar Mackey. So, JB, well, I'm going to hit you with another bombshell. I may have broken this. I'm only at 8 Really? Yeah. Because LA to AP is three. But who are you Jerry going Rice made that eight. Yeah, so then. I got four dollars left. Are you going with you Gronkowski? You know who I'm going with? I'm going with Gronk. Yeah. Gronk Spike. You can't go wrong with Gronk. I, prime Gronk. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, he's, he's a beast. Yeah, I went with Antonio Gates. I feel like you can't go wrong there at the $2 slot. I just. My overall philosophy on this, you have Peyton Manning. He's going to be the best quarterback all time at the line, reading defenses, making the audibles, 
When you have Barry Sanders, you have a dual option, and I have someone that's going to give you another threat along Randy Moss. Imagine those audibles and calls with a quarterback that competent. He's going to get them open. He's going to call the right plays, make the adjustments at the line, and then you have Antonio Gates, a do-it-all tight end. High jump, strong, physical, can block, and you get it all with those people. I feel like with Paint Manning under center, you can get away with a lot, and you just have all options open. You're always going to have a dump-down option to Sanders. You're going to have a great running game. That's why I didn't take AP. I was thinking of kind of your philosophy, so I was going to go with a better tight end. But I was like, man, taking AP, you're going to have... I don't feel like he's as much as a dual, dual threat. Yeah, but hear me out. A little homer here. AP remind, is like a version of Terrell Davis, right? So that's my Terrell Davis okay. in this thought. Okay. Rob Gronkowski is my Shannon Sharp. Okay. So, like, so you piece together. I you piece know. together the Super Bowl team where I think where Elway would be successful at, right? Okay, I got you. I felt with, what he did with McCaffrey at wide receiver in his Super Bowl runs. Just imagine, I added a Hall of Fame wide receiver. Yeah. That's kind of scary. Yeah, because something I would have probably done too, now that I'm looking at it, that I would have really liked is went with Rodgers, Sanders, Moss, and Gronkowski. Yeah. Because I think Rodgers having that much around him would be just so dirty. He would just be unstoppable. He'd get so, a dual threat. You know, he can run the ball. I just, you know, I think I have a bias just watching Hank Manning, you know, growing up and just the appreciation of his knowledge of the game, the depth that he understands. And if you take him at his prime, he can still evade a little bit. He can still get around. So, if, if, I'm, if I just want to do this without yeah. a fucking running back, just saying, hey, man, yeah. go fuck yourself. Yeah, just... And I would replace him with another wide receiver. I would have went Rodgers, Jerry Rice, Randy Moss. Dude, that's, that's yeah. 10 bucks. Or no, that's... Yeah, that's 10. And then you could have won Antonio Gates. Nah. Get Emmett Smith. Fuck the tight end. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck the tight end. When you get Emmett Smith coming out the yeah. back backfield with those two guys, Moss yeah. and Jerry. Just no tight end, yeah. There's, you can't double both of them. You can't. So it's always fun about like the matchups and doing stuff like this because there's just so many good combinations, so many crazy matchups you could get into. But, oh yeah, most yeah, definitely. That's, that's that's always fun about those conversations is you get to really see who people really like, like how their like play style is and like video games or what they like to see versus what somebody else does. You know exactly. Let's go ahead and move on to this next beer. Yeah, we're gonna go with the Uni Green Cheek and Burial Club. This thing is light. It's light, light. <laughs> it's light, light. It's lighter than a Coors Light. So this one reminds me of Keystone. <laughs> it's just so crisp and light. You're going to get <laughs> two-thirds Pilsner, one-third rice. So it's a, it's that, a Keystone. The malt, yeah, it's just very light, but it's supposed to be clean. Yeah. Very clean, light beer. I like that. It's just supposed to have no oxidation, skunkiness, and a lot of light lagers have like a green apple flavor. 
or like a little bit of oxygenation. Yeah. So like they focus on keeping it refreshing, light, and clean. I think it does well. Like for me, for what it is, I rated it a three point eight because a three point eight. I think it's clean. It's enjoyable, but lagers. I feel like it has to be just a banger lager. Like every once in a while, you can find a really banger. I think lager. this is a really good lager. No, I mean, it's it's great, but it's not special in terms of like oh no. my god, it's. So it reminds me of time. it reminds me of a Keystone Light, bro. It's, just, it's a nice, refreshing <laughs> one to have, and that's what's so cool about it. Yeah, it's, I, it's, it's good. super cheap, and the price on it was great from Green Cheek. When we went down there, there's just a lot of affordable beer at Green Cheek, so that's what's cool. You can try a bunch of different options, but yeah, I I respect. It. I think it does well for what it is, but when you're rating super high up, I feel. They could have like added some kind of change to it, but hey, just man, me being picking, you know. You're nitpicking a good beer. That's what I say. And I like this one. This one's actually kind of refreshing. So, yeah. Joe, let's get into this next topic. I'm really, really excited for the fact that Tiger Woods announced the comeback. Yeah, so just amazing to see that he's doing well, the progress, but... For him to be walking, basically hosting a tournament, you know, going around, having conversations with people, getting back out there for the first time in almost a year. Great to see for the tour. They're going to be loving it. Um, I think this is going to give him the next step to his career and realizing, you know, you don't have to play all the time. You have to really focus on the important events and ramp up his game for those, but also spend quality time family and be a spokesperson and build his legacy off the golf course like he already has over the years but focus more on what's important and shift his style of going back to relying on his knowledge and his experience yeah rather than practice 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 like he did that for so many years it you know for the peak of his career but kind of fell down got back up now he just needs to stick to i know i could do this and I'm going to only prepare for what I need to, and I don't have to push my body to go hard 24-7. You know what we got to do? I was just thinking about yeah. this because I remember this video. It's Tiger-related. You know he has his own version of mini golf, top golf. Yeah, it's like a yeah, like a little um, mini golf place, and I think it's like southern Florida. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's like, I it's definitely- like a... Golf course, but for like mini golf. And dude, it's pretty I, cool. I, I, I saw that video. I was like, dude, I gotta go. Yeah, that'd be sick. <laughs> that'd be kind of cool. Off topic of Tiger a little bit. But this proposes a challenge to Tiger. Yeah. I think it's his biggest challenge. Yes. I think this one is the biggest one out of all of them. You can say the one with his wife is, you know. To get out of that slump was tough, but. But I think this one right here is gonna truly test tiger his mental game his ability and his new how he has to approach this he can't do the stuff that he was doing before yeah because he built back up to being able to do crazy stuff to save his game and to make these miracle shots and now it's gonna you know like the saying old man golf hit in the fairway hit it straight like he has to really take that to heart we know he's a great iron player great short game player he could be the best at that at times but his driver taking these crazy chances 
is kind of what he's known for in terms of mirac- miraculous shots just over and over again. Even when he won the Masters in yeah. 2019, he hit some incredible shots in bad places. Yeah. And if you could drive that ball straight with the lead that he had and the role he was on, instead of making miracle shots, he would have won by a couple strokes instead of right yeah. down to the wire. It, so if he could do everything well and stick to the fairway and be methodical about his approach, I think there's an opportunity. But even if he can never win another tournament again, at least he's able to play golf. At least he could be involved in his son's life and his kid's life. And it's a great, it's like third chance at life for him. I think yeah. there's been a couple of times where... A couple of close times where, yeah, damn Tiger. <laughs> just, you know, some people just, you know, the whole, if you ever watch the documentary and stuff, the, his life, the stress, the kind of mental aspect that he had to use and be a part of him for so many years and now he's finally opening up he seems more approachable more likable more understanding so that's a it's a good thing it's good for everybody good for him and hopefully he could continue to be that person and more comfortable and not have to hide everything and be emotional list like he could just be true to himself yeah that's that's great it's gonna be great to see this comeback speaking about golf we're on that kind of topic the Bryson and Bruce Kepka thing. Yeah. I fucking love Kepka. I love how Phil said, Brooksy. oh, he said, oh, Brooksy's going to be up by one, but Bryson's going to win two to one. Motherfucker. Okay. He, Brooks Kepka heard that. He took that personal and went up and just never looked back. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's the just, two different approaches of golf, right? I just like, love the fact that he just asked, like, he, he's just a little bit of, like, talking shit. Yeah. He's like, you got any questions, Bryson? You need any, you need any help? <laughs> like, like I, I just love the yeah, little jazz. Just, he likes the little jazz, and that's always a, that's what he's about. And that's his method of golf, right? Like he is just all feel. It's it's the if you took Tiger and two, it's both of those guys together almost, and well maintained. Whereas when you separate them, it's kind of weird. Like Tiger's friends with. You know, Bryson, because the scientific approach, the methodical approach, the yardages, the the club tweaking, the testing, the speeds, whereas, you know, Tiger's friends, you know, Kepka, because, you know, Nike, in the terms of the mental games, the jabs, so it's like the best of both worlds, but definitely, you know, majors talk, and, you know, Brooksy has that down, and, you know, he, he's going to have a pretty good lead but hey for you know bryson it worked for him he won a major and do it as long as you can keep trying to win if you could win even if you win one more major shit it's worth it yeah and it made you famous two-time major winner you're tied with brucey no bruce has four i think now brooks yeah i'm pretty sure he does dude i'm gonna feel like an idiot if he does but still, Brooksy, man, I, I hope he plays in the Phoenix Open and we just one day just full send it. Just yeah, gonna, see, that would be funny. Because we could be loud and rowdy there. Yes, that's what's kind of cool about that environment. Let, let's go Let's go there, because I feel like that would be a lot of fun. Yep, oh yeah, so he has four majors. Okay, so four majors, I like that. Even better. Because for him, I think... 
that's where he has the bragging rights and he knows that he could, you know, talk shit he already backed it up. I mean, four majors are pretty sick. Hey, man. Four horsemen. That's all I gotta say. Four horsemen. And you can't go wrong with that, man. So, what I was thinking, if you can set up like a, one of these events, the head-to-head, who would you set up? Hmm. Head-to-head. Head. Uh-huh. Do you think the next one is going to be Phil and Bruce Kepka? I would like to see that. The shit-talking, I think, would be fun and more engaging. I, I think, think so, cool. too. I think it would be a cool one. But I feel like they should have two players and two, like a 2v2 type thing. No, I like the 1v1s because it's so, like, intense. Yeah. And, like, while watching the Kepka and Bryson, like, I was really getting behind Brooksy. I was, yeah. I was like, man, fuck this guy. So you can get, yeah, it's easier to, I guess, get, like, more. Yeah. It's like a UFC fight or, like, yeah, a boxing match. Like, like, you want to be in the corner. Mono, yeah. You want to be in the corner. Like, this, this side rocks. That side sucks. And I feel like you would get very like you get the new age of golf mixed in with the like the kind of the glory days of golf of you know of old. Yeah, that just back and forth. Yeah, the back and forth. Let's let it happen. Do it again at the win. I want to see Big Phil trying to drive, drive out here. Yeah, because I think even Roy McIlroy only has four majors. Really? Yeah. Damn, that's fucking wild. So it's just crazy to think because a lot of people. You know, he was up there with Tiger for so many years in terms of name, but he just didn't convert all those times. That's what makes Tiger so great over all those years. The amount of times he converted his win percentage, I think 28%, even after losing all those tournaments all those years and trying to get back into it. So it's just crazy to think about. What a legend. The GOAT. Whatever you say, he's still the GOAT. So we'll finish out here with this 450 from... It's called Fishbowl Punch. This one's a light one, too, looking. Oh yeah, it kind of matches the color profile we've been drinking. Yeah, it really has. Oh, dude, this smells so yeah. much like a fruit snack. Yeah, this one has a bunch of interesting things in it. It tastes like a drink from Sugar Factory. It's conditioned on pineapple, lemon, orange, blue Ciroc, sweet and sour mix, coconut cream, nerds candy, and Swedish fish. I can taste all that in my mouth. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, it's just so nice. much going on, but it's delicious. I it's really, really delicious. And it's not too fruited. Or it's more like a, I would say like a sour style. Uh, yeah, it's like a sour style. Yeah. Like a little bit thicker version of it. But I definitely enjoyed that one. I think out of all the ones that we had, I think that's my favorite one. Yeah, I think for me, it's right up there with the IPA. Like, they're neck and neck, I would say. Those I came back favorites. around on this IPA. Oh, yeah, you said you were going in? I, I, I came back around. This IPA was actually pretty good. I think for me, it just needed to get a little bit warm. Just yeah, a little bit. Just a little bit. That was really good, actually. So your rating was 450? I still want to go with the 450. And then the second. Go and then yeah. the green cheek there? Okay. Yeah. That's what I'm going to go with. They're all really, in my opinion, I would think the 450 is like a 3.9. Like a yeah. The pill or the logger is a solid, like you said, a three eight nine. Yeah. Whatever. Three, yeah. Right around three point eight. Yeah. Yeah, and then the IPA right in that same range. This yeah. is all like the same 
rated level beer, in my opinion. Yeah. And I really liked it. Yeah, it's always I good. I think it'll be stuff I would buy again, to be honest. Yeah, it's always good to switch it up. You know, we did a little bit lighter beers this time and talked a little different things, but it's always fun to switch it up. So we'll be looking forward to the next episode. We'll do yeah. something different. We'll maybe do another rendition of the Guess That Brewery because that was fun. We'll at least do that once a month for sure. I think we said, well, we did say this actually. Yeah. It's going to be local this time. Yes, from a local, local brewery, okay, yeah, look, From a local brewery. So I don't know if we're all going to separate ones. Yeah, we'll have to figure out and see because that would be pretty cool. I think it. that we should at least say, hey, don't get like two of the same. We want to switch it up. Like have different yeah, ones. Yeah, switch it up just a little bit, you know? Yeah. But while I still got you here, how about the Golden Knights? Yeah, I think... Ever since we last talked, I think there's potential there. We have a lot of good things going for us. The young guys are involved. We're did we check Jack? Did we talk about Jack Eichel? I believe so. I think that just happened, right? Yeah. yeah. Did we give our opinions on that? I think we did. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure yeah. we did, too. We definitely got to take it back and yeah, look at that. Because if but, not, we'll talk about it next week yeah. a little bit. But, but yeah, for I think it's overall a great trade from the... Got such a good return. I don't think they originally thought that they were going to be able to get that good of value for that trade. So it's awesome to see. I think with the injuries of us getting healthy, and if we can stay healthy, it will be huge and great for us. So just got to sneak into the playoffs. Sneak it in. Yeah, that's all what I, that's all I'm going to say. Sneak into the playoffs. We'll be happy. We'll forgive you for a shitty regular season if you get into the playoffs. That's all I got to say. Well... Please definitely like the podcast. Definitely tag us on Instagram at Bruise WTH. Send us what you're drinking. We'll share it. And we'll probably have a conversation about how what your beer tastes like. Because I'm kind of curious sometimes when people yeah, be posting cans. I, I, I want to know what it tastes like, dude. I'm curious. Yeah, it's always fun to just talk about different styles and yeah. other stuff that's out there. So yeah. just let us know. Just let us know. And... We'll see you next week. Yep, later. Later.